Christian Nixon, Simon Hirte Jag. Und ja, et dann. Auch das ist ein spezielles Abschnitt der Wikikasten, Podcasten um Slotmessiger Wikipedia-Artikler. That's all the Swedish you're going to get out of us. Uh, but why are we speaking Swedish, Dan? Well, it's so exciting, Simon, because uh, we are joined by some seriously special uh, guests. Special guests. You've been doing an amazing job at not laughing at our ridiculous Swedish. Um, would you Would you like to introduce yourselves to uh, the readership? <laughs> they were really trying. I just point out, they were really, really trying not to laugh then. I, I minimised the video because I knew this would happen. And I opened it up and I saw three people just like covering and like shaping so yeah thanks for that i appreciated the effort sorry it was a really good try i think for not having any yes at least there were no grammatical errors <laughs> well yeah exactly that was not under gunpoint at all greta just going yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the swedish wiki cast who who are you lovely people um my name's isabel i'm a climate activist in stockholm sweden uh yeah, I guess that's what we need right now. Yeah, my name is Greta. I'm also a climate activist from Sweden. And my name's Eric, and I'm a climate activist from the Netherlands. Well, you're part Swedish. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Wait, 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 is uh, the Netherlands Alaska? I yeah. my notes here Sorry. said that you, you're actually coming to us from Alaska. Yeah, uh, so I was born in the Netherlands, but I'm currently in Anchorage. Ah, right. I see. Ah, I see. And uh, you have an article for us, as is tradition for the Wikicast. Yes. Uh, the article for this week is Boops Boops. Amazing. Once, can we have that once more? Because I thought I heard something and I thought, no, that can't be right. <laughs> the article that we're going to be reading this week is called Boops Boops. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah, um, perfect. Great. <laughs> so tell us about said boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boops Boops, commonly called the bogue, is a species of sea bream native to the eastern Atlantic. Its common name in most languages refers to its large eyes. Ah, oh. <laughs> see. Ah, refers to its large <laughs> eyes. Got it. Great. Boops, boops. I mean, this is brilliant. Stupid fish. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Who Don't insult the boops, boops. Yeah. It's a really good... It is, it is. I feel like it's getting a bad rap. Yeah. So yeah. so I'm looking at the Wikipedia article, which isn't how we normally do it. We, we, you know, um, Eric has sent us the link to this, and normally we like to be, you know, one of us looking, the other one has to just listen. Hmm. So boops is, comes from the Greek for cow-eye. But why call it that twice? Why be cow-eye, cow-eye? I mean, I know it has two, but, like, it seems a little redundant to call it the, the same name twice. But boops, boops is its Latin name. And in Latin, it's two names. Oh, so it's your genus and then the species. species yeah. So it's the, <laughs> in the lot of fish that have big eyes, you're the one with the big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what... The... Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, right, okay, well, Eric, what, what can you tell us about this, this fish? Why is it interesting, apart from its obviously perfect name? Right, so it lives off the coasts of Europe, Africa, the Azores, and the Canary Islands, um, all the way from Norway to Angola, actually. Wow. wow. And it consumes seaweed, crustaceans, and some plankton. I'm, no I'm, I'm noting here on the wiki as well, it's a demersal feeder. Part of the sea or the ocean that consists of the part of the water near the seabed and the benthos. Oh, I see. So it's kind of deep, but not super, super deep. Yeah. Not heard that term before. That's no. interesting. I've got to admit, fish is one of these areas that I know 
very little about. I, I, I can recognise certain kinds of edible fish, and that's pretty much the limit of my knowledge. We actually have some amazing friends that run um, a channel on Telegram called Fisk Facta, which means fish facts, because a bunch of people, like my twin sister and also a few more people in uh, FF Sweden called Lydia and Alexander, they're all marine biologist nerds. So we get a lot of fish facts and boops, and, and boops. Memes. And memes, oh, yeah. yeah. So boops, fish boops memes. has become a little bit of a, a meme for us. Uh, so we figured it was the absolute perfect yeah. article. Now, am I right in saying that your sister um, was the person who introduced the readership of the Wikicast to underwater rugby? Yes. Now, uh, perhaps we, this is probably a good point to sort of say how this all came about. So basically, <laughs> um, we, <laughs> um, yeah, Eric and, and Isabel, you were both readers of the Wikicast for at certainly a while and you introduced Greta to it and I'd say Eric introduced me last year so oh, Eric, okay, everything's right. to blame on Eric um by Good. the way okay <laughs> uh and then I uh, as we mentioned I think in episode 98 um I I had a pretty much heart attack when Greta sent me an Instagram message, sorry, no, a Twitter DM, uh, because of all of the things that I could that I do online, it had to be this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be the minimal effort <laughs> podcast. Well, obviously, it's effectively me and Dan trying to maintain our friendship just over like long distance, having moved out. <laughs> it was this, um, and um, you know, so that was how this whole thing came about because we, uh, we you know, you, you very kindly agreed to to come on all three of you for for this show. But so 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 Eric, you're the you're the reason this is all happening. How did you find the Wikicast? Where did it all go wrong? Um, I'm not actually sure. I think that you mentioned it in one of your videos, um, or it was right in a channel description somewhere. Um, and I started listening maybe. Uh, sorry, I started reading Correct. maybe two years ago, um, and yeah, that's that, that's when it all went downhill. <laughs> so really, so really, what you're saying is all of this is some some silly accident. We never never intended for any of this to happen at all. The fact that you discovered the podcast was completely by mistake, and now we find ourselves here, having, you know you know, celebrating the 100th episode. And I was looking up back at the date, Simon, and it was four years as of June that we've been doing this. Oh, my God. Which is a frankly terrifying amount of time. Our podcast would be going to reception, Dan. It would be going to preschool. <laughs> it's incredible. We were barely even born then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't. It's when I talk about, like, when I was at school, and because like, I've started volunteering with scouts recently, and like talking to the kids about, you know, I started school then or talking. The one that really got me was talking about me and the other leaders were talking about like remembering 9-11 happening. And all these kids were like, no, that was that was before I was born. Sorry. Hmm. And like moments like that where you think, oh, no, I'm old. Every now and then, Simon, will be we'll be chatting. And I sort of think of I don't think of you as old as you are. Um, hmm. I mean, Mentally, I didn't mean, I'm about 12. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I, I realised that what I just said sort of didn't sound very nice at all. I didn't mean it to sound <laughs> like that. But I, I sort of, I think because we sort of live together and we're at, we're at university together, I sort of think that we're just sort of occupying the same little snippet in time. Um, yeah. But uh, really not, actually. Not at all. I mean, I say this as someone who's getting stressed because I'm turning, I'm turning 25 next 25? year. 25? Next Good year, grief. I know, which is ridiculous. That's so old. I know it's it is Greta. It's so old. Um, I just Simon... turned twenty, and I was having a crisis about that because Eric's like, 
How old are you? Like 17? Uh, yeah, I'm 16, 16 still. <laughs> wow. You are half my age. <laughs> Nearly half my... Ah! <laughs> it's terrifying. Okay. But anyway, the wiki cast is four. Uh, yes. And um, the mistake dates back about two years. I mean, that was... I feel like we're possibly not going deep enough. I feel like that was the first, that was one domino in the chain was Eric finding the wiki cast. I mean, before that, Mr. Cast inventing the podcast was probably the previous domino back. And then, you know, multicellular life evolving. It was all a big yeah. mistake. I mean, no, none bang. of this was meant to happen. Yeah, the big bang, none of this was meant to happen. Um, but here we are. <laughs> Everything is connected. Illuminati. It's it's all the butterfly effect. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake was when Boops Boops' ancestors went on land. <laughs> oh, he's a professional. He brings it Amazing. back to the article. Look at that seamless transition. Fantastic. Wow. I mean, I would say you've done this before, but I know you've done this before because uh, I listened to the, the I, 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 dear listener, got to listen to some of the uh, uh, the, the pilot of the Swedish Wikicast. Mm. You talked about Lake Juicy, if I remember <laughs> rightly. Yes. Uh, good, a good solid Swedish article. A good lake. Um, very good lake. Very, a very good lake. A very based lake. <laughs> uh, but you know what's a great fish, as Eric says, is boops boops. Um, what is? Uh, do, can you eat boops boops? Oh my god, you can. Is it is it any good? But do we want to eat boops boops? That no, is the I real question. Uh, I mean, I don't anymore. I don't eat fish anymore. Uh, I should point out, but it looks like a. I have no idea. How can you tell if a fish is good to eat based on what it looks like? like I don't think you like, can. It looks like a fish. I'm sorry that I'm not subscribed to to fish facts. It looks very small. Channel. It does look tiny. Yeah, how, how big is it? That's a good question. They can reach 36 centimeters, which is like big. That's quite big. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was bigger than I thought. It looks really small on the photograph. Yeah. Yeah, the photo looks tiny. In the following sentence, it just says sex determination in the bogue is unclear. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I was read. I was reading that bit. Is it like the eels? Oh, oh no! Don't don't start with the eels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like I need to know more about fish facts to engage in this podcast now. So it says it goes on to say after the on this bit of sex determination. Um, it has variously been described as a rudimentary intersex organism with a, f with a few intersex individuals or a uh, protogenous intersex with individuals starting out life as females and some becoming male later on. Oh. oh it's, a, it's a bit like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Or mm. like prawns. To, to, to really bring this conversation up to an academic level. <laughs> um, oh, Bogue, by the way, I looked it up, is apparently another name for, like, sea bream that's mm. in this area. Um but it's also a nautical term to fall off from the wind or to edge away to leeward is a weird one. Oh, and there's, there's another, sorry, there's another sentence here that absolutely wins the award for most disgusting sentence on the page, which says, when cleaned and pan fried, broiled or baked fresh, they are good tasting, but when stored, their gut flora soon spread unpleasant flavours to the flesh. <laughs> mm, their yeah. farts permeate their flesh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just lovely. And then it, and then it leads on to a section on parasites. So maybe this isn't the sort of fish we want to be eating. Sounds like a delicacy to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, hang on. Swedish people and fish, right? You have delicacies to do with what what is it herring? Surströmming. Surströmming, yeah. yeah. Surströmming. Right. So what what is that and why is it a delicacy? It is not delicacy <laughs> oh, i guess some people think it's a delicacy i don't nah, think it's a delicacy i think they're faking it they're faking it yeah. yeah it's it's fermented fish yeah isn't it isn't it illegal to eat indoors or something 
No. <laughs> no, but it should be. I think it's illegal to like transport on airplanes or something like that. Oh, fine. I guess because of the pressure, maybe, and of the smell, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're just trapped in a metal tube with a, a, a rotting fish. Yeah. Like... We're pretty safe from that one as people who neither eat fish or fly, so... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yes. I was forced to eat it once at a family gathering uh, in Sweden, and it was not very nice. God. Is, is it one of these things that's like, you're not a proper Swede if you don't like this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's maybe for the older generations. Probably. Yeah. Younger people mm. don't care. My mum, when she first came to Sweden, she said that she had to, like, she tried to prove herself by saying that she liked um, Sustreming more Ooh, than my dad's family. So she, like, <laughs> so she ate, like, a bunch of Sustreming, even though oh. it tastes exactly like it smells, because she's like, I'm just as Swedish as you are, even though she's, yeah, she's Swedish now. She's got Swedish citizenship now. That's but, determination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the other things that you'd have to be, you know, as a young generation, what do you think are the things that you have to do, to do or to like to, you know, to be Swedish? Oh, we have to be able to say Shanixen for one. Shanixen. What's that? What's that? <laughs> you said it in the beginning of the podcast. Oh, ah, I see. I wrote it down phonetically. I, I like got it. I passed it through Google Translate and then uh, wrote down a phonetic uh. thing. So that's, that's of course why I didn't recognize it. Um, Okay, so right. Is it, so is, so it, is it a greeting or something? or a... Like, Shianosh, like, yeah, it's yo, like, what up? No. Yeah, it's the cool way of saying hello. Oh, right. The cool uh, way of saying hello. The cool way, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. I did Duolingo in Swedish for a little bit, and it was always, because it's like your basic Swedish. It was like, hey. Yeah. Man eats apple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or kvinne et epple, or something like that. Yeah. You say hey if you're boring. Right. Hey. And I know you say ursekta. If you want to apologise. Yeah. yeah. That's excuse me. The one other person who I know who's Swedish is Rithian from the Oxcast. And I remember when I met him, I was I was like, I, so, I was so proud of like learning a couple of words. And he was like, to be honest, if you know how to say like, excuse me, you'll be fine in Sweden. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> right? no. Yeah. But if it's even less than that, just say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a half word. That's not even a full That's word. Not, it's, <laughs> Swedish is the only, one of the only languages we, where we actually inhale when we speak. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds like you're about to say something and you're stopping yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like, why? I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on the inside. Um, okay. So that's Shinixon. What? What else? What, Eric? What's something that you think you you have to do or to like to be Swedish? Um, see, that's a good question because I don't have a Swedish passport, um, but I might get one soon. So maybe I'll have to also <laughs> say Shinixon a bit more often. Yeah. But like, okay, sir, you pass the test. They slide the passport yeah. across well the done. across well the table done. to you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't. If you asked us about, you know, what it, to be British, um, other than, uh, you know, the stupid thing is, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, tea. The one thing I was going to say was, if somebody drops a pint glass in a pub, you have to go. Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why, That's like... but it's the most it's the most thrilling part of a trip to the pub. Everyone cheers when somebody drops something. <laughs> Literally, when it happened for the first time, when I went for a drink after the pandemic, you know, and everything started opening up, and I first heard, like, a pint glass being dropped, it was such joy yeah. to be like, oh, I get to do the thing, <laughs> you know? That's very funny. Um, that's, that's one of the most British things you can do, I think. Holding that doors open for too long, that's the thing that I'm bad at. So if I'm coming up a set of, like, stairs from a food shop or something, and I get to the top, open the door, and look behind me, and somebody's just started... The stair, I'll be like, oh well, I'm here now. That I can't go, and I just you just yeah. gotta you gotta stand and that... stare them down, waiting. You gotta no, you gotta do that awkward half smile 
Yeah. You're just like, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah, and that li- little half jogging, it's so painful. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You don't move any faster. I just want you to know that I'm making a bit more of an effort. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not full on running. I'm and just, it's probably not actually job. that helpful, for, certainly to be the person who is holding the door, because you're just putting undue pressure on the other person oh, to try yeah. and, you know, especially if it's like a, an older lady or something, and yeah. she's trying to race up as quick as she can. <laughs> yeah. In my school, we actually have a contract where people have to sign, where it says, don't hold up doors to people who are far away. They don't want to do the round, so don't. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. That's the way to do it. See, that would never, in, in England, we'd never be able to do that. Oh. We'd get too yeah. stressed out, I think. Just the, the concept of being like, but I'm so, you, it's, it's ingrained in me. You know, it's like when somebody yeah. comes over and you, you have to offer them tea. You have to do I've it. I've got to be overly polite. How yeah. else are they We're supposed to We're not overly over? polite. Yeah. Yeah. In Sweden, it's coffee. Yeah, and we also don't talk yeah. to each other. No. If you don't no. know, so like you don't know your neighbours, you don't talk to them. You no. if you see them yeah. in in the hallway or you, you outside, smile at you smile at them and say, yep, nice. and they think she was going to say something, but she stopped herself. Okay, no, I say, and he he looks a bit down, like yeah, you, you just do an awkward <laughs> nod, and then that's that's the entire conversation. I think I'm going to start doing this inhale sort of thing. I want to. I think we should try and bring it over to these. Hello, dials. <laughs> it's going to be like fetch. We're going to make it a thing, Dan. We are absolutely going to make a thing. I love. I put, <laughs> sorry. I love how this podcast. You can never really. T- we started out with a bloody fish, for goodness' sakes, uh, and now we're we're just inhaling randomly. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, is there anything else that you think we should know about this fish, Eric? Otherwise, Dan, mm. it's it's your time to shine. It is. But Eric, anything? Uh, go ahead, Dan. Oh, fine. No, I have something. I have something. Oh, go ahead, Greta. Fire away, Greta. Go. Boops, boops, boops is the is the sound you make when you touch a dog's nose. Yes, true. it is true. And in that sense, this is the we purest have to acknowledge that. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Boops. I also, I would do it with my cat, with Jasmine. I would introduce you, but she's probably under my bed. Um, but she just she. I don't know if this is just her or if it is a cat general thing. Whenever I try and do it, she makes that kind of like scrunching up face and disgusted look. <laughs> She's like, "How dare you! Like, what, what are you what are you doing?" And I feel like you, it somewhat robs the joy of doing it to a dog because a dog is just always like, "Oh, friend, hello." This is very like, sort. This is sort of un, unwittingly tying into another major part of the podcast, which is oh, the, the cat and dog dynamic. Um, I was in. Uh, I was up in Oxford for a few days. Um, as on a sort of mini break uh, after my exams and sort of de-stressing and I managed to see my dog at home for a bit and one I Greta I can assure you one of the th- first things I did was the boop just to make him know that I was sort of back and it went dogs yeah. love it I think whereas I think a cat yeah just not really into it at all mm. whereas we now have to ask the question that I am slightly scared to hear the answer to is of the Swedish Wikicast members who here it prefers cats and who here prefers dogs so who prefers dogs? Please say it's none of you. You, you can't do that. It's all, it's all, damn, they're all team cat. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm team both. Yeah, team both. I think, I think sitting on the fence on this one is probably important. Something that cats famously do. Got in the, in the, in the name of fairness. Yeah, we're yeah. Switzerland when it comes to choosing between animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Sweden. Separate countries. <laughs> yes, very, Almost. very different countries. Both beautiful, um, I'm sure. I'm definitely team cat though. Thank you, Eric. So on average, Dan, I don't mean to, I hate to break this to you, but on average, the Swedish Wikicast is team cat. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that one. I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. I think <laughs> I'm going to have to put a PSA out to people who listen in from Sweden to email in and restore <laughs> equilibrium to this debate. Dogs need to be, dogs need to be fought for. And I, I will do that. I will actually, I don't, 
I wanted to be equal, so I, I'm gonna choose dogs just to just to balance things out here. Okay, and then I'm gonna recreate the tension and say that if I had to buy a dog or a cat, I would choose a cat. Adopt, obviously. How dare you! <laughs> 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 oh no! This is the. I like how it was all very. It was all completely equilibrium, and then all it took was for Eric to be like, "Oh, maybe a, a cat, <laughs> maybe actually," and suddenly chaos. Suddenly chaos. Um, okay, good. Well, <laughs> we need to leave this chaos, sec you know, chaotic section behind, Dan, because I think you have a special choral piece of the week this week. I do indeed. And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. So I was thinking about my uh, choral piece of the week uh, and I wanted to try and make it fit into something that was vaguely on um, on brand. Uh, and, and So I it's found... called Boops Boops <laughs> and it's yeah. by... <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a piece by the Swedish composer Jan Sandström um, uh, and it's called Es ist ein Rosensprungen, um, which... Is based on oh, exactly, uh, and it's based on a on a, a piece by Michael Pretorius, um, who is a German composer, and it's it's a very very sort of old Protestant hymn, I think. Um, but his setting, the Sandstrom setting, basically takes the the main tune that you'd recognise and sort of plays it in slow motion, and then adds a load of harmony in it. So certainly with the music that certainly Simon will be familiar with and a lot of music that sort of works its way into the English choral tradition. There's a sort of an, there's an association with that sort of Scandinavian music as being very sort of soundscapey and, and mm. large. And um, it's, it's an absolute joy to sing. So I thought the Sandstrom, which I've done many times would be the sort of perfect, um, the perfect choice. Uh, and it's a sort it's I mean, it's a it's a Christmassy piece. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Has anybody else been really looking forward to Christmas? Are they starting to get that like tinge of like, oh, yeah, I, I could really go for Christmas actually now. I'm neutral. Neutral. Like cats and dogs. Yeah. OK, it's all going to start I, neutral. I don't I don't want to I don't want to create tension again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know people feel very strongly about Christmas and when it's when is the appropriate time of start listening to Christmas music? Mm. So I'm gonna mm. just stand back. Stand back. I mean, I I've been definitely not doing this in public. I'll have like my headphones in and be like, <laughs> if I'm listening to something, I'll just like hide my phone screen because <laughs> I have actually listened to the Sandstorm quite recently. Um, but like other stuff, like I just had a sudden urge to listen to like Muppets Christmas Carol music, um, and you know, not gonna do that in public. That's not quite until funny December. because we had a, a discussion in my house or apartment. Um, a few days ago, when my mum and my brother were talking about, oh, maybe we should do Christmas. <laughs> so you know, we were just talking about Christmas spirit and like being excited for Christmas. So I thought that was quite fun to pull in. But yeah. I, I feel like you know you get burned out on it because it's so overwhelming. It's everything that you talk about and you think about for like you know a month or two, and then you're like, oh, I, I can't do that again. Like I need some time to recover from from this. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you're just like, it's almost like the um, the Coca Cola advert. The holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Just starts playing louder and louder in the back of my brain, mm. uh, and, and eventually I, I'll actually start to get hyped for it again. Or you see shops starting to sell like tinsel and baubles, and it's September, and you think that's yeah. it's just so it's so wrong. I thought I wouldn't be able to get on board having just recorded a pretty extensive album of Christmas music 
in August. Um, and I was just saying to someone the other day, I think the weather in the UK at the moment, we're meant to have really quite a nice week. And then next week, it's meant to be getting really sort of the real start of autumn and quite a bit cooler. And, and I can't wait. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think because Christmas last year was sort of such a let down because you couldn't see family and you couldn't go out and and sort of get really festive whereas hopefully um this christmas there'll be something a little bit more more to do it's going to be a big one i mm. think yeah just give, give me those jumpers i want those i want texture in my clothes again mm. i want to be all snuggled up and i want to listen to stuff like the sandstrom um which is i don't i, I don't know if you know any of his other pieces of music dan because he did another famous piece called the motorbike concerto ah no, i don't know that which is like a trombone is the main thing, uh, like recreating the sound of a motorbike going past and like the sounds of it changing gears and stuff like that, which is um, it's very, interesting. I very festive. I, yes, definitely. Well, uh, mm, I'm just, I'm sure Santa has been known to ride a motorbike at points. It's probably more well, practical. It's, it's interesting you say that because one of my favourite sort of Christmas memories is back when I used to live in the Netherlands uh, and the the procession of Sinterklaas as he makes his way up and up or down the country. I remember, I can't remember which way, but he arrives on a steam paddle boat from Spain. Um, what? Yeah. Which as far as a sort of entrance for, uh, Father Christmas, I mean, he's not Father Christmas, you know, it's Sinterklaas, but he it's, and, and the, the most brilliant part is the entire, that like the journey, the arrival, and then him making his way through the country is all televised. It's an enormous television event. So he gets off the he gets off this steam paddle boat and then starts going up through the country and 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 this. I mean, why does he start in Spain? Is that where he has like his summer holidays? It's a. I mean, to be honest, I don't know. As far as Dutch Christmas traditions go, this is probably the one we can talk about without fear, um, because the other <laughs> the, the other um, the other traditions are slightly questionable. Um, now then, I wonder if I can find... I'm sorry, I'm English. I have no idea about questionable traditions, Dan. Uh, you're going to have to... <laughs> we definitely don't have a very questionable cultural and historical past. <laughs> yeah, so Sinterklaas... Do they, do they televise the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. so it's on, like the, it's on like national news, as if it's a sort of breaking news, we found a cure to some horrible disease. No, 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 breaking news, Sinterklaas has arrived. <laughs> He's on the boat <laughs> yeah. now. Um, latest it's, it's news. Almost... He's in Eindhoven, everyone. He's in Eindhoven. Oh. <laughs> but that's almost like the the moose. Um... Oh yeah, in Sweden. <laughs> the the moose migration. Oh. Slow oh, TV. Yeah. Real quality slow TV. I'll tell you. <laughs> is it Sweden where they have the giant? Is it a goat that gets set on fire every year? Yeah, Vlahokken. Yeah, yes. Can you, so for people who might not be familiar with this, can you explain this to our readership, please? Yeah. So there's in Jävle, which is a town like in San, um, like center of sweden uh there's um like a goat made made of hay every year that they build up and they put it out like in time for christmas yeah it's a christmas thing yeah and every year it gets burned down not the past two years actually what yeah it's a really year. yeah what do you say i know it's this it's is... a it's a national letdown because because to me like it's not formally part of the tradition that it gets burned down it's just if somebody does it every year. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny to go through the Wikipedia list of all the different ways that it happens mm. uh, and how it gets And they always down. have lots of surveillance and it's always like a mystery. It's like, how could this be yeah. possible? Once they got, I think, um, a tourist to do it, the Swedish people said like, oh, it's a tradition that they burn it down and they told him to do it. So then he went and burnt it down and obviously he got in loads of trouble for it. <laughs> but oh, he just gosh. thought he was supposed to do it because all of his mates had tricked him. That's good friendship. Perfect. Yeah. 
it's like a harmless version of the Wicker Man. The equivalent in the UK would be we always have in every sort of every city that's a big event of the you know the switching on of the Christmas lights, mm. and they usually yeah. get some sort of minor celebrity or mayor or someone to turn the lights on. And I'm fairly confident in saying that you're not truly British if you don't cross your fingers and pray that the lights don't work. <laughs> yeah, they're like the giant the big, switch. The big ceremony, yeah, got the big, yeah, and nothing happens. I think, I think <laughs> that's the real, the real mark um, of, of the festive spirit. Yeah, because yeah, our, our pyromaniacal traditions are all to do with bonfire night, hmm. unsurprisingly. But like we, the one that was near us in Exeter, which you may or may not have seen in, in one of the videos, was the um, Ottery St. Mary... Uh, tar barrels. Tar barrels, yeah, hmm. which is this ancient tradition of villagers carrying flaming barrels of tar and then passing them to each other and but it's like not even passing they're like wrestling for it for it and it's 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 as dangerous as it sounds because there's no security and there's just a mass it's like helm's deep like that scene with the urukai running into the breach in helm's deep like it's that but it's a barrel that's on fire and there's all these you know people taking pictures like three feet away i'm pretty sure i melted my microphone that night yeah and as a as a tourist it's down to you just to sort of get out of the way it's it's when we went it was the most terrifying thing because there's just these oh yeah it's it's a health and safety nightmare it's safe to say there's no sort of people in high vis making sure that you're kind of like oh put your protective gloves on you know they don't they don't care it's yeah it's completely bonkers and it's like it's a it's a small village and there must be five thousand people Mm. that just like ram into the center it's nuts anyway we were meant to be talking we were meant to be talking about uh <laughs> no, um but that's a great choice it's a very beautiful song it's yeah it's i've never actually performed it as dan you said you'd sung it a couple of times yeah i've done it i've done it a few times it's uh it's very cool but you need to do it in somewhere that's got quite a generous acoustic if you do it in too mm. sort of dry a space the idea that the, there's a sort of there's a quartet who sing the the, the sort of the recognizable tune to um the the original Pretorius setting um but just in sort of half speed and then everybody else is just sort of filling the space with very long sort of oohs and ahs and and um it can it it sort of almost becomes quite trance like um mm. it's uh it's really cool so that is my call my swedish choral piece of the week uh estis ein rosensprungen or de, uh <laughs> greta do you want yeah. to give us the, the swedish <laughs> Det är en ros utsprungen. Perfect. Det är en ros utsprungen. By Jan Sandström, is that right? Sandström. Great. I mean, the, uh, dots of the, the, the dots is. Uh, Why uh, does Swedish have so many umlauts? You don't need that many. Just, just, just you know, write it normally. Uh, also means island, because. Uh, because uh, we're uh, a language okay. of sounds. Yeah. Amazing. Uh. I I just feel so inadequate. And or <laughs> which is the a with a ring on top is also river. It's a stream, I think. Or river. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's not a word. That's just a sound. Yeah. So it's very sort of like rooted in nature, I guess. Then right, and and <laughs> and that sort of. Uh, or not. <laughs> that's the poet trying to find meaning where there is none. <laughs> well, we Swedes will maybe say that. But um, I don't know how connected to nature we are anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. If only there was somebody we could ask. Somebody who is Swedish. <laughs> no, that's that's. Uh, I think yeah. We'll 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 stop the linguistic analysis of Swedish here and move on to critics' corner. Oh, really, 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 really. 
So this is uh, for the. Uh, by the way, hello if you're listening to this is your first wiki cast, which you may well be. How have you made it this far? Um, but um, yeah, this this is the part of the show where basically we kind of Dan and I like to whinge or praise something that we have seen or read or experienced recently. Um, but uh, guests first. Um, do you have you guys experienced anything recently you'd like to add to Critics Corner? I have something that I haven't experienced that I would like to add if that doesn't break. <laughs> of the course, for sure. Um, that uh. Like a new documentary on, on SVT, but that's Swedish, so I don't think you can see it. But it's Slaget om Skogen. It's about fo- Swedish forestry. Oh, cool. Ooh. And how good and perfect it is. Ooh. Yes. Because Sweden, like, how much of Sweden is, like, it, it, it's obviously a huge country, but ha- what fraction of it is, like, ha- inhabited? Is it basically just around the edges that people actually live? Or is it, and, and like, lots of forest in the middle? Or is it pretty evenly spread? That depends on who you ask. Yeah, I think we've got... You know, the major cities down south and a few up on the edge up north. Mm. But the rest of it isn't... It's like smaller villages. Uh, but I I don't know how much forest I want to say we have left. Uh, Fao would like to say we have like 70% forest, but it's definitely not. Because that also includes like all of the clear cuts and the monocultural plantations that we have. So Oh, for stuff like pine, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've probably got Good a fair stuff. bit of Sweden behind me, actually, in my IKEA furniture. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but I mean, is is that the most? Is that the thing that people bring up mostly when people talk about Sweden? Is is it IKEA? Yeah, and the meatballs. And the meatballs, yeah. yeah. Oh yes, of course. Also ABBA. Of course. Um, how have we? T- uh, how how long have we? Sorry, how long have we been recording? We haven't <laughs> spoken about ABBA. Thirty eight minutes. I'd make that. Oh my god. We haven't spoken about it. Oh my god. It's tragic. It's like Palpatine. Somehow they've returned. Have you both? Have you all sort of listened to the new, the new little sneak peek ABBA songs that are on this upcoming album? Yeah. And what do you think? Oh, critically. Yeah. I don't know if I dare say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think because you can, they've they've sort of pre-released two, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And there's a sort of upbeat one, which I think is quite good, and then there's another one that I don't think is that good. It was really boring. It, it yeah, was. It wasn't super. But I'm holding out. Okay, you know exactly the... the one that he's talking about as well. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that we don't talk about that one. I'm holding out hope for the actual album. I think it should be. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Because I mean, in general, I like some of the Abba songs, but I wouldn't say it's my normal music style so it makes sense that they weren't my favorite songs in the world yeah well we're in critics corner what are your what are all three of your sort of respective music styles if bearing just before you give the answers if you don't all say choral music i will leave i'll just go (laughs) (laughs) i'll break down in tears and leave definitely choral music years of academy training wasted (laughs) (laughs) does someone else want to start (laughs) no yeah definitely choral music for me yes yeah. Brilliant. I'm very eclectic, but I must say, I think Miserere was one of my most listened to songs last year. So Nice. There is a fair bit. But which recording, Isabel? Uh, which, which... The Tenebrae one. That is the correct answer. Thank you. Very good. That is, that is the best recording. Very good. Uh, what about you, Greta? What, what, what kind of stuff do you listen to? I only listen to choral music. Excellent. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going so well, and it's like you weren't even forced to give those answers at all. It's excellent. I'm really pleased. <laughs> really pleased. To be fair, like it's a difficult question to answer because I, d- I don't really know what I would say. I'm I'm similarly eclectic. Like mm. the last three songs that I've liked on Spotify are from uh, a, a bit of rap from uh, Spider Verse into the Spider Verse, Baba Yetu from Civ Four, and Up on the Moon by Sunship Balloon. Wow, uh, it's it's all over the place. My Spotify, literally on shuffle. It's like <laughs> it's it's shifting gears uh, every single song. 
Yeah, mine's um, also quite different. But I guess what I most listen to is more punky stuff. Mm-hmm. Rock. Trendy music. No, not generally. <laughs> what is this young person <laughs> well, music? It's, it's trendy when you compare it to sort of like, I listen to Gregorian chant, which isn't exactly uh, <laughs> trendy at all. Put it this way. I didn't know who half of the artists we've got for Climate Live are. <laughs> ah. okay. in a way surely that's good because like you can interact with them and there's you, you know you're never going to be starstruck because you're like mm. i'm sorry i don't know who you are but and they'll you know they'll be like oh we're you know we're the rolling stones and you're like no never heard of you yeah sorry yeah. this way please um, that, yeah that, that does happen it yeah it helps it does <laughs> it's also kind of sad that if you do end up liking the music afterwards You'd be like, oh, I met that person, but I didn't appreciate it then. <laughs> I have that with YouTuber meetups, actually. Like, I'll meet people and, you know, because because YouTube's so vast now, like, you keep meeting people and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll check out your channel. And they've got, like, two million subscribers. And you're like, how have I never heard of you? Mm. Um, but, yeah, you end up meeting these people and you're like, oh, I wish I'd actually, yeah, done this first because I could have geeked out when I met you. <laughs> uh, that was also something that was quite funny when I started listening to the Wikicast after Eric sent it to me. It took me, like... 10 episodes to figure out, well, first of all, to figure out who was who, uh, based on the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not very good at voice recognition, but uh, then it took me that long to figure out that, oh, you're into climate stuff. And then I found your YouTube channel and I was like, wait, how have I not noticed? Because I basically only hang out on climate YouTube. How I had not stumbled across any of your videos before then. I was so confused but since that's then, probably a very good reason uh <laughs> no i think they're very good uh i made oh, this um, playlist on youtube that i sent to like pretty much all the new people in fff who say like oh how do i find out about it i was like this playlist and it's basically just like introduction stuff and a lot of the videos are yours actually because they're very oh, cool. easy to understand oh thank you um uh, well I'm very bad at praise, so i'm gonna <laughs> swiftly move on um but <laughs> but i mean yeah what that's the other thing is like I suppose because to me I, t- I I guess I judge person more on what they watch on YouTube than what lo- music they listen to. So you mostly watch climate stuff on YouTube. Like who who in particular to our audience? Who would you recommend? <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> I just came to think of something. <laughs> is that the question I'm saying? I have to think of something. <laughs> I just thought. Oh, sorry. You can go on. No, no. You've got you've <laughs> you've built up the tension now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the lot the the things I watched on YouTube, last things I watched on YouTube was to I can remember I very re- sat. I can't speak. I very rarely watch YouTube, but the last two things I watched was first it was. Um, Rick Astley's never going to give you up in 10 hours on Loom. <laughs> was that a deliberate choice? Or was that... Or were I you was going to try how long I could... How long I could listen to it before dying. And, and how long did you actually manage? I don't know. I had to... <laughs> it turned out she did, in fact, give him up. Yeah. I did. Uh. And then it was also um, uh, taking the Hobbits to Isengard 10 hours on Loom. So what we've learned from this is that Greta exclusively watches 10-hour-long videos on YouTube. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, you've got to step up your game. Yeah. God, I've got to up my game. I really do. Uh, hmm. <laughs> what can I do for 10 hours straight? Okay. And, and Eric, what do, you, what do you watch on YouTube? Um, the last video that I watched is a video uh, by Vsauce about chairs. 
Oh, that was recommended to me the other day. I still need to watch that. Yeah, it's like... It's like, do chairs exist or something? Yeah, 40 minutes about chairs, basically. You're really selling that as a video. <laughs> yeah. You can hear the, hear the excitement in your voice. It's 40 minutes about it's, chairs. It's amazing. Chairs, it's basically that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything you need from a YouTube video. Absolutely. I'm going to watch it. I, yeah. I'm actually... How, how many videos have I watched today? today? Like, I realised when they... Um, you know how, like, in the app it gives you how much you watch, like, per day? It was around my PhD. I was watching, like, seven hours of YouTube a day. It was it was a bit of a problem. I've only watched like 20 things today. That's fine. Um, but mine are all over the place. The most recent thing I watched a bunch of was a bunch of clips from Goodwill Hunting, which is research for the new video. <laughs> Fantastic film. It is. It's a really good film. Mm. Um, and then a bunch of, oh, I went for a sea shanty phase last night. I remember this. Yeah. I bloody love a good sea shanty. Why not? Very nice. When I was travelling back on the train and, and, and also up on the train um, to Oxford, uh, I made this. I made the mistake of, well, it it didn't start as a mistake. I watched the original Pirates of the Caribbean film again. Fantastic, great movie. And thought, actually, you know what? It's really good. I really liked it. The mistake happened when I thought, I'll watch all the others as well, oh, and they just get worse and worse and worse. So much so that I watched the the most recent one, and I I. I ended up just sort of I was watching it on my phone and then and and sort of just my phone went blank but the audio was still going in a headphone and I just fell asleep and didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever that's that is the level of the of how gripped I was trying to watch this terrible thing apparently they're doing another one but it's not going to have um Johnny Depp in it what's the point I don't know to quote our friend Lily Draper what's the f- point I don't understand it at all I mean I'd argue that the music peaks in the third film mm. I actually wrote an I think that was the thing I listened to most when I was writing my book. No idea why. I just ended up happening to listen to pirate music whilst I was writing. Um, but I think that's actually better than the music for the first one. Mm. Um, because Hans Zimmer didn't actually, a lot of people don't know this, but didn't actually write the music for the first film. He wrote the theme and then Klaus Badelt did mm. the music for it. And then Hans took over. Sorry, Hans, like we're on first name terms. Like Hans then took <laughs> yeah. over from there. We'll get him into the call now. Yeah, I mean, after this, we've we, the, the, I don't know how we're going to top this for episode 200. Um, well, that we, you know. we do know it's going to be Hans Zimmer. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> Episode that's 150, we'll it'll be, it turns out Barack Obama's been introduced to the Wikicast by his kids. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll have the whole Obama family in. <laughs> it's only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> top lad. We interrupt this podcast to let you know that some lovely people have made it possible and have paid for our hosting and for our editing and do so at patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. But Dan, what, what's, what, how does this work? What, who are these people? These people are loving, generous, wonderful souls who give a small amount of money every month to ensure that this podcast can sort of survive and keep on going. It pays for our hosting, pays for our editors, and without it, uh, we would be nowhere. You can either give $1 or $5 a month. And if you choose that $5 category, um, you can subscribe to the lofty heights and sunlit uplands um, of either Top Dog or Top Cat, um, uh, where we say a special particular thank you to you. And I'm going to kick off, if I may, um, with the the supreme pet of choice, Top Dogs. Um, so without further ado, can I say an enormous thank you to Michael Gustafsson, Martin Narciso, Sam Harvey, Elspeth, Ben Caples, Josh Shiaga, uh, Henry VII, King of England and of France, Lord of Ireland, Aaron Carey Augustin, 
Adrian, Chan, Naflaroch, Hasse Hansen, Aaron Jorgensen, Lexi at Front Desk, Eve Sharples, Alistair Fortune, Peter Reed, Maggie, Colin J. Brown, Codzo, Ben McMurtry, Jay Wright, and Eric Bolliger. Thank you so much. How many top dogs have you got now? Uh, 22. Oof, got 25 top cats. This oh, is getting uncomfortably gosh. close. Getting close. Uh, well, I would like to thank the true superior choice. I'd like to thank the top cats. And those are Miko Cipolla, Jerry Moore, Nathan Flaherty, Ultra Piggy123, Violet Hatch, Abu El Ella, the Physics Boy, Simon P, Jack Easton, Izzy CC, Nafi Iftikar, Christopher Betterton, Dame Valerie the Third, Leila Medina, Oliver Craigie, Will Jenis Humphreys, Rents Kirk, Oliver Burkhart, Omar Miranda, Cole Mansfield, Princess Andromeda, Choco Cat, Bendant, Isabel Ostrowski, Matt McGuire, and the one and only Dan Hanvey. Thank you very much to everybody who supports us on patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. And now we return you to the very pertinent and important discussion of the show. Just kidding, it's more of the wikicast. Top lad! The one thing that I wanted to sort of briefly mention um, in Critics Corner uh, was uh, a video game. Uh, I don't know, do you guys play uh, many video games? I played Tetris. <laughs> nice. I mean, it, a classic. It counts. A classic. Um, I actually, oh, that's won't have come out by the time this comes out. I'm working on a Tetris-based video, which I don't want to spoil, but it's Tetris-based. Um, it's one of these projects where, like, most of the time when I make a video, it's like, what is the ultimate objective here? What is the learning objective? And sometimes I'll have a video idea that I'm just like, I just want to do this. I just think it'd be cool. Uh, and this is one of those. But anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing a fair bit of Humankind recently. And I don't know if, Dan, you've seen any of this. I think so. The name certainly rings a bell. It's like the new uh, Civ. It's like a 4X. That's the Civ killer. It doesn't sound good. Is it? I've been playing some Humankind lately. <laughs> yeah. And no. I've lost hope, evil, frankly. Evil uh, <laughs> I've abandoned the save. They, they, can't, they can't be brought back from this. Um, but no, it's um, it, it's interesting because it's this. it's like your typical empire builder where you you know you expand you build cities you build units but between each era of the game you change the civilization that you're playing um so you start out and you pick a culture like you'll pick ancient egypt or the assyrians or persia or something um and then depending on how you want to play in the next bit of the game you might pick for say the medieval period you could pick france or um i think sweden is in there but it's like the early modern period so like gustav adolfsson like kind of um era um but like yeah it's it's and it's interesting which cultures it picks because it can be a lot more specific like um uh i've got a Ghanaian friend and ghana is in the game and i remember saying this to him and he was like hang on when and it turns out there is like a specific golden age in like a khan in that bit of like western africa that they're representing by it so it's in it's different to Sivan that it actually gets into a bit more detail which I really like, um, although I've played maybe 20 hours of the game and I don't understand it still. I feel like I'm just a monkey pressing buttons and sometimes I get the reward, put, you know, I get like the little bit of fruit that comes through uh, and other times nothing happens. That's me playing anything else than Sudoku on my phone. <laughs> Random buttons and hoping for the best. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I played a video game. It was probably World of Warcraft. It now. probably was, but I haven't been, I haven't had any time with all the law and more law and more law he means he's studying like, for, for readers at home he doesn't mean that he's running from the law <laughs> uh, yeah yeah he, i'm on the run um 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's crazy. I'm about to go into my last term. If this is this sort of works as as a critics review because I can very, I'll be very. I'll, it'll be easy for me very soon to review the GDL course offered by the University of Law because it's nearly done. Um, <laughs> That's been so quick. It's been like, so it quick. Like... And then I've got the yeah. then I've got one more year as as my sort of LPC solicitor training, and I'm doing a master's at the same time because I'm a maniac. <laughs> and then I'm and then that's it. So basically, what I'm saying is, it will be another year and two months till I'll be able to play a video game again. Big sad. What have you got one lined up? Are you like you know? I don't know. I think I'll probably. I'm. I've just going to be World of Warcraft with probably, Eric having no. I was going to say with Eric having mentioned Tetris. I haven't played Tetris in ages, and I used to love it. I used to play it all the time. So I think maybe maybe Tetris is going to be the the sort of return. The big celebratory return. <laughs> you realise this is like saying to somebody who's on death row, like, what do you want as your last meal? And them just going like... Toast. Toast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> we do this quite a lot where we'll, we'll, we'll sort of be able to finish each other's... Sentences. There we go. Very good. <laughs> you thought I was going to say sandwiches, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I sort of hoped <laughs> you would, but never mind. The mind games. Get out, get out of my head, Charles. <laughs> uh, yes, we do do this kind of frequently. One... Uh, it's part of like the creed you know one body <laughs> sorry no two bodies one mind um but um yeah it, it, like toast for your last meal or when i asked pixel girl like if you could have any car in the world what would you have and she thought for a bit and was like volkswagen golf <laughs> like oh <laughs> slow down there yeah <laughs> like, don't be afraid yeah. to be a bit bigger <laughs> someone asked me what i wanted for my birthday today even though it's very early and i was like Salt? <laughs> salt. Salt. Yes. Herbal salt. Oh, I was going to say, watch one of my Twitch streams. I've got enough salt to power you for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> like, that's that's the first time I've ever heard of anybody under the age of about 60 requesting salt. Yeah, but you, don't, you have no idea how much salt you put in that food. <laughs> like, okay. I'm sat there and I'm like, how do you eat that? <laughs> Greta, are you... Are you a sort of salt? Are you a salt connoisseur? Does it have to be like really good salt? No. Just no. Any it just has salt. to be salty. It has yeah. to be really salty. Right. But it's like there's things that you need, and I was like salt, or maybe I like a dish brush. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. Like <laughs> useful I, things. I'm gonna need to buy them anyway. It, yeah. so it sounds like you're planning for an expedition. <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, uh, you know, salt, toothbrush, uh, toilet paper, five huskies, sled. Um, <laughs> Some thick know, socks. Nothing, nothing special. Um, yeah, a tent. <laughs> a, map, a map to the North Pole. Yeah. Socks um, are always appreciated as well. Oh, absolutely. Dumbledore said it best, but like, you you know, as an adult, you never buy them for yourself. And it's always like a genuine like, oh, Thank you. I actually really needed some yes. socks. Nordic, Nordic salts, salt, salts, socks. Nordics. I've got, I've got salt on the brain now. Nordic socks are the the, the future. This was my sort of discovery. So much so. Oh. Look at these for good socks. Aren't they amazing? Oh, put them oh, away. Wow. Oh, oh, put I them away, them. Dan. They're brilliant. <laughs> wow. I love those them. Those are very pretty. They're great socks. Uh, I'm, I'm... For, the, for the readers at home who are not watching We're along with this video socks call, now. I have Daleks on my socks. Oh, these... nice. They're like, I have lots of, I don't know why, I have lots of socks with ice bears. And look, these one have like red jumpers on them. Yeah, polar bears <laughs> with jumpers. They're really nice. So Eric's got polka dot and Dan had stripes. Um, Eric, is that a, on your foot still? Are you that flexible? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the people thought. listening at home, it, it, he like, that was way above his head. I am <laughs> pretty, it's, now he's answering his foot like a phone. I bet that Simon's not wearing socks. No, I am. I just, 
I, I feel conscious about my feet because they're quite big. Like, they're, they're, they're just plain white pop socks. But For like, people who can't see, Simon's wearing bright pink, knee-high socks. Lies, um, deception. With bunnies on them. With bunnies on, exactly. I think they're lovely. I think they suit you, actually. The problem is, as Dan will attest, I do have very large feet, such that my nickname was Flippers when we uh, lived together. Because if yeah. I ran down the street, it sounded like a penguin. You would you would hear Simon before you, you sort of saw him. There'd be just a sound in the distance. You'd just hear this sort of... You'd be great at underwater rugby. You wouldn't even need to attach the flippers to your feet. Right? Exactly. Perfect. Um, so, you know, I'm always a bit conscious of showing my feet. And also, like, it's a bit... Because technically on Twitch, you, you're breaking terms of service if you show your feet. Really? Yeah, it's a weird one because it could be a fetish thing. So, like, you have to be very, very careful about <laughs> specific things like showing your feet. Um, Ridiculous. But, yeah, my, these guys are staying firmly on the ground where their massive gravity keeps them <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> So amazing. There was amazing. that time. Do you remember the time it was when I think it was when we were going down to Truro, Dan, mm. and I forgot something and I had to double back to the house. And it was you and Pixel Girl walking down the hill. And <laughs> <laughs> to not fill in my side of the story at all, what you heard was this. And then you turned around and at the crest of the hill was me with like with a an bag on. An enormous backpack on. Sprinting with an then, apple shoved in his it mouth. Was, it, it, it was a nectarine because I was, I was like, I got hungry, and so there was just this like penguin slapping sound, and me being like, oh, oh, oh. and you and Pixel Girl just looking at me like, what are you doing? You 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 finally appeared drenched in sweat. There was sort of nectarine juice just dribbling down your face, and like a six-year-old with a big bag on, completely sweaty. And I said, you know, like we're very nearly going to miss this bus. Why did you? And you, and you were like, I was hungry. I was like, oh, well, yep. I'm fine. I'm fine. Of course. If you got to eat, you got to eat. Yeah. Fruits are always good. Yeah. It's never yes. the wrong time for a fruit. No. Exactly. Not for not for Simon anyway. But the way, like my partner, fiance, uh, Pixel Girl, she just does not eat fruit. She'll have vegetables all day. Like, she'll have. She, okay, is it weird that she has, um, like, salad in a sausage or a bacon sandwich? Because I think that's weird. I don't think it's necessarily weird. It might be a bit different, but. I've never heard of anybody doing that before. But anyway. But isn't BLT a thing? Yes. True. Okay, I hadn't considered that. Wow, look at that. A single slam from Isabel. And Simon's argument's completely gone. <laughs> Bam! Case closed. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but no, like she, she just doesn't have fruit at all. She will, she will have tons and tons of vegetables, but for some reason, fruit. I don't understand it. Is it a texture thing or uh, just doesn't like the taste? I think it's a texture, but I think so much of this also comes down to like, did you have like a fruit bowl just there in the house when you grew up? Mm. Like if you're used to having fruit all the time, like mm. I certainly just had apples a lot when I was a kid. Like, I guess you have them when you're an adult. But like, and also like for that reason, I, I don't drink tea because I didn't start when I was a kid. Like I've never had hot drinks. Greta is giving me the most incredible evils right now. <laughs> we drink a lot of tea. If looks could kill. Excellent news. Dan does too. I just, I, it's not for me. I'll have, could, you I'll have a lemon sip have, if I want a hot drink. You'd only ever have one hot drink. And usually, if we'd if we'd been coming into the house after a, like a cold day, we'd make a hot toddy, which yeah. is great. What's that? So that's whiskey, lemon juice, and honey topped up with hot water. And it's super. It's really good. It's great. It's the, it's super warming. And with a little bit of whiskey, it sort of puts you in a good... Don't, don't give Eric any ideas. He's still underage. 
Oh, oh no. yeah, the wiki cast does not endorse <laughs> underage drinking. Um, I'm just going to find... Do you remember, Dan, there was that picture, though, that we took when I, I ran out. Why do all of our stories involve me running? Um, you like running. I, I ran out to get a um, uh, uh, some lemons. I know, I know exactly the photo you're thinking of. Yeah, let me see if I can find this. I'll put it in the chat, and I'll have to try and include this in the show notes somehow. As As Simon tries to find this, I'll explain what's odd about it. So... Simon disappeared out of the house. Really, like we we both said, right, we want to have a hot toddy, but we needed lemons. So Simon went away, and it wasn't very good weather outside. So when he came back, he was quite um, quite damp. Um, but I, and I I don't know why because it wasn't even the shop was very close by. But he came back, and his face had sort of swollen, like he'd been <laughs> stung by bees or something. And this this is the most the most amazing photo. If he came back, sort of clutching three lemons. <laughs> completely soaking with like a swollen head and i was so I'm trying to find this picture it must be on facebook somewhere but it's one of these it literally looked like i've been beaten up by a gang of lemons and i was holding the one survivor in my hand it was remarkable um oh damn i can't find it this is also working great for a, vis- a visual medium like a podcast <laughs> mm. did you figure out why your face swelled up, swelled up or was it just uh... I think it's because my face just looks weird. I don't think there was any specific reason. It was just, that's the way that my face looks sometimes. Fair enough. I, I don't like me in pictures. I've got to say, I, 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 the reason I like doing video, I think, is because um, somebody, you know, w- when I'm moving, I think I look okay. As mm. soon as I take a, st- a scr- snapshot, and especially you do this for thumbnails, I'm just like, oh, yeah, the, the movement really added a lot, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can agree to that one. Yeah. I completely agree. I hate I hate having my picture taken. Me too. But I think that's for everyone. Yeah. But it's a bit more of a problem, I suppose, for you, Greta, because you, I, I'm guessing, just going out on a limb here, you probably have had more photos taken of you than the rest of us Ugh. combined together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time, sometimes I just open a phone and like, there's me like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mirrors nightmare. Just now. <laughs> yeah, just now I was I opened uh, Telegram to look at a chat because of the climate live and organizing, and then someone just sent a link to our press release, and there was just a giant photograph of Greta's face, and it's like crazy. Must be. I mean, you must. You must. I suppose after a certain amount of time, you just tune it out. You're like, you know, oh, there's me. Okay, fine. Like, do, 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 does it? I mean, do you ever get used to it? No, I I caught myself talking about. Uh, me in like a third person. Oh really? Yeah. Because I've sort of disattached myself from it, which I guess is a good thing. But it's like, yeah. I feel like you'd have to, otherwise, like you just go mad. Like you mm. can't think of, you know, Greta as the person that goes up on stage or is on, you know, there's there's street art of you in Bristol, you know, that somebody's done it, which looks amazing. But like, I feel like you have to be like, that's not me. That's the version of me that people see on stage. Like, because I I do it to a, to a much lesser extent. Um, on YouTube, like I, when people meet me in public, it's like, you know, they're saying how much they like the videos, and it's nice to meet you, and it's like, okay, this is great, but like, I don't think you know me. You know the image of me that you've gotten used to from from videos or what have you. Mm. Um, and it's, I, I feel like that's a natural defense mechanism. Yeah, they know the idea. Do you do that when you do editing as well? Like, as in, sort of keep out the bits that I think are too me. No, but like, isn't it weird to listen to yourself when you're editing? Yeah, I th- yeah. To be honest, I th- I probably do t- to an extent be like, oh, it's this idiot again, right? Okay, like you know, it's just the guy who looks and sounds like me, um, and then, yeah. you know, yeah. but 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 also I've done it for so long now. I've I've been making videos for ten years, and I've edited something like five hundred videos now. That like it, it it's just sort of 
you, you speed through that process very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, I'm also very protective of it. I wouldn't want to outsource. I don't like the idea of outsourcing my editing to someone else because I want to make sure they don't see me making mistakes <laughs> and like yeah. doing the same line 20 times because I can't pronounce something properly. Um, like, yeah. yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, when I see interviews of me sometimes, when I don't actively look at them, but when like they're playing in the background or something, like I just cook dinner and some and apparently I hear my voice on the TV or something, then I, I get so angry because I do, like, grammatical errors and, like, shut up! Like, no, it's not supposed to be like that! Like, what are you saying, you stupid idiot? Like, yeah. You sort of can't edit, you can't sort of self-edit as you do it. And then no. you listen back and go, oh, God, that was awful. Yeah. Was such, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I saw you speak in Bristol, actually, when you came to the Climate March. And I remember, like, that was... There were no grammatical errors that I could detect, I thought that it was it was great. So there was no need for editing there. I thought you were fantastic. But you know that that if you like was that was stage Greta. It's not the real Greta who is you know kind of just chilling out with with us in a phone. The real call. the real Greta who's got excellent socks. Eating salt <laughs> and eating salt. Yeah. And baked beans. And enough salt to preserve like an Atlantic expedition. Like <laughs> that's the thing we're going to credit you with baked beans. Baked beans. Uh, oh, right, not me personally, you British. <laughs> no, no. I was like, <laughs> the, the British. I, 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 thank you, but I don't think I can take credit. <laughs> or, is it, or is it from the US? I actually don't know. In true wiki cast fashion, let's have a look. Baked beans. Well, it um, does sound a bit British to import things and make it their own. <laughs> she's got salt and she's got shade. I mean, it's true. I, went, it's I, wandered, around true. The, I wandered around the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford a few days ago and they had an amazing exhibit on ancient Egypt. And it was incredible to see these things, but I felt so uncomfortable yeah. that they were there. Do you know what I mean? It just it felt so wrong. The secret ingredient is crime. <laughs> it's just mad. It's just a load of really wealthy Brits who went on a grand tour or there or multiple grand tours because you could go through various exhibits. So there was there was one on ancient Egypt. There was a Chinese and Japanese one and then a. And a, a sort of antiquity, Greece and Rome. And you'd look at the, the little sort of information plaques and things and it would be kindly do donated by Sir Henry so-and-so. And you know that this this guy, over the course of 15 years, just went travelling and paid people to take stuff. And probably, or, or, or in many cases, probably didn't even do that, just sort of took them. And now they're on, on display and, and it, it yeah, it's an odd thing. It's the um, uh, Pitt Rivers Museum in Oxford that's that to the nth degree, because that's, mm. that's the anthropological museum and it is just these labels of this was collected from such and such a place and it's like i'm pretty sure i know what that means yeah like this was t collected by force mm. um incidentally you were right about baked beans they are they are, baked beans originate in native american cuisine oh and are made from beans indigenous to the can't talk either today and are made from beans indigenous to the americas it was adopted and adapted by english colonists there we so go. There we go. They were just adopted like, and adapted. Oh, look at this great thing that we've invented. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Heinz, which is you know definitely beans means Heinz, um, is an American company. Oh. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania. Go. The more you know. I guess it's just the beans on toast propaganda that got to us. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's part of a, a, a of a like a fry up, part of a British breakfast. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that more iconic than the beans on? Probably beans on toast is actually more iconic to be fair. Terribly the way I ha I hate be I hate baked beans so. Ah, oh, you're a bean hater. Yeah, I'm a bean hater. If they're on the plate, I'll eat them because I'll if I'm hungry. But I would I've, I don't think I've ever bought a tin of baked beans. She'll eat them straight out of the can. 
Cold. Wow. Yes. Oh. With just a little bit of a little, a little sprinkling of salt on the top. <laughs> no, not, oh. not not there. That's too far. That's too that's, far. Oh, I have my limits. Far. I have limits. <laughs> I see. Do you like drinking orange juice after brushing your teeth as well, or is it like <laughs> <laughs> just like putting yourself through food-based torture? Who eats cold beans? <laughs> Lots of people in the fight future, apparently. Well, yeah, I can't stand them. I think they're absolutely disgusting. But here we are. Speaking of disgusting, do we have any emails from our readers, Dan? <laughs> can I? Can I add something to the critics' corner? Oh, of course you can. Because um, I was I was on the internet last week and I was reading uh, the quasi geotrophic influence of the polar stratosphere oh, on the troposphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simon knows it's what a page this turner. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to admit I haven't read the whole thing, but I really liked page fourteen. Hang on, let me go on my website. <laughs> now, do you know what I'm referring to? <laughs> we had a nice laugh about this. Oh god, this doesn't sound good. Uh, wait, I've, I've, why did I find it on my website? I've got the literal file on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, apparently, I'm a peanut. Um, is this the quote that I've chosen to use? Yeah, I, I really like the quotes. Yeah, all of the quotes in my thesis for the readers at home. All of the quotes in my thesis are specifically science fiction spaceship captains. Um, so Solo H is Han Solo from uh, Star Wars. With, I felt like that was an appropriate way to start off the thesis with I've got a bad feeling about this uh. um, <laughs> So I didn't go any further into it but do you have any nice Star Trek quotes? Uh, yeah, there's a Picard one for Ooh, sure nice. um, There's also a Doctor Who which I was like, how do I cite Doctor Who? So I've gone with Doctor T <laughs> um, I thought that was the kind of the closest approximation So for, the next one was Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly Um I haven't snuck any of these in the book, I'm ashamed to say. Uh, yeah, Jean-Luc Picard, there is a way out of every box, a solution to every puzzle, it's just a matter of finding it. Wow. Nice. Uh, which is chapter three. And I think, oh yeah, there's another one, there's a Janeway quote as well, which is like, success has been in short supply recently, which is on my <laughs> results chapter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quote i guess the equivalent would be in a law essay me working in harry potter quotes or something which i now really want to do i've got a re i've got a research project due in january i have a harry potter quote right up there above my window oh fantastic what does it say um so we must all make the choice between what is right and what is easy dumbledore nice nice dumbledore's full of those does anybody else immediately think of that meme of dumbledore <laughs> do you know the one i'm talking about Isabel? <laughs> maybe <laughs> There's, There's a lot of Dumbledore memes. <laughs> it's that specific quote going, Harry, you must choose between what's easy... What, hang what sorry, it's between what is right and what's easy. Yeah. Right now, I'm both. <laughs> Just to zoom in on his face. Yeah, zoom in on Dumbledore's face. Amazing. Memes have ruined me. I can't take things that are genuinely heartfelt and beautiful and not think of the associated auxiliary meme. So, sorry, that's a good one to have over... The, the, the one that I'd probably have above my door would be... Um, Oh god, Dan's probably going to correct my Latin here. Is it temet noske? Know thyself? Is that right? Uh, I think that's right. It's from the Matrix. It's what's over the Oracle's door. Yes, yeah. Sorry, right. I'm not very good at Latin. Dan is very much the Latin one of the, the two of us. That's okay, I don't know any Latin either. I'm alright, I'm not very good, because I, 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 yeah, but yes. But you're just better than me, which well, is not yeah. a high benchmark, but you clear it. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, Eric, what have we learned today? Today we learned about Boops Boops, a fish native to the Eastern Atlantic. I don't really know how many times we've said its name during this episode, but it still catches me off guard yeah. every now and again. It's such a stupid name. It's also what we say instead of oops now. Boops. 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 Yeah. Why not? Let's bring it back. 
We also learned about the, the Swedish art of just going <laughs> when you want to say sorry for something. Like, excuse no, no, me. Anything. anything. Oh, just any, any, yeah. ver any verbal communication could be replaced yeah, yeah. with that. I guess that. most normally it will be a yes. Like, oh, do you want to go out later? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we've Wonderful. learned that. <laughs> we had a really, really brilliantly on-brand choral piece of the week. Es ist ein Rosensprungen by Sam. Wait, wait, wait. That's Obama putting the medal on Obama. You chose the Pecoral piece of the week. Yeah, and it was incredible and on brand, and I stand by that. Um, we talked about the English being colonizers and stealing things. We did. That's always we a did good, do that. Always a good subject to Shocked and appalled. On. Yeah, and then we talked about Simon's feet. <laughs> we did. We did. And his, uh, his incredible pink, pink knee-high socks with bunnies on them. I cannot stress enough how much of a lie this is, audience at home. Fortunately, that's all for this week's episode. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. The weirdest fish names you can find, your favourite socks, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Eric, Isabel and Greta, for joining us for the podcast. It's been amazing having you, um, and I, yeah, I can't quite believe this is... Uh this has happened the swedish wikicast is is going to go down in the halls of fame i'm sure yeah thank you for inviting us and uh, join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole and, and, we'll, and we'll see you, see you next, next time, time.